You are listening to High Flyers. Hello and welcome to the 12th and penultimate episode of Season 1 of High Flyers. And we are the podcast where we talk about the players who don't get talked about. My name is Kane Angie and I will be your host for today. So, with only one more episode to go after this one, what are we going to talk about? Um, First of all, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Last week, we covered some NBA news, High Flyer Player of the Week, the Hidden Player, and the small forwards, the top 50 small forwards from last season. Um, And so today, we're going to be covering the top power forwards, top centers, um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what's to come for our final week in this podcast, and we're going to go and talk about the player of the week, the high flyer of the week, and that should cover all the time that we have. So let's get started first off with the high flyer player of the week. All right, let's get right into it with our high flyer player of the week. First in the Western Conference, the high flyer player of the week is Anthony Davis for, I believe it's his third time. Um, Well-deserving though, because this week he went 3-0, averaging 39 points per game, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. And it's crazy because he only averaged one turnover a game, shooting an average of 14 for 20 from the field um, in those last three games. And with the Lakers' final push um, at the end of the season, trying to um, make it past the play-in tournament into a playoff picture, Anthony Davis has been great for the Lakers, especially with the return of LeBron James. And then in the Eastern Conference, we have... Cam Johnson. And Cam Johnson has been great for the Brooklyn Nets, especially off the bench. And this week in particular, he went 3-0 and with the Nets and averaged 22 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists a game with 1 steal. And he shot 8 for 13 from the field on average within those 3 games, so he shot pretty well from the field too. Um, and that is why he was a high fire player of the week. And we had a lot of contention this past week. Um, Evan Mobley had a great week, um, especially Corey Kispert. He was a lot of consideration. He averaged 24 points in this last week, as well as uh, Quinton Grimes, who also averaged 20 points per game. Um, So a lot of good players, a lot of players are showing out. It might just be because it's the end of the season. I'm not 100% sure. But we're going to be taking a little bit of a look at that next week, but I'll get into that in a bit. Right now, I'm going to get into the top 51 power forwards, and it's not 50, uh, and you'll find out why. Um, And let's get into that. All right, let's get started with the top 51 power forwards in the NBA in for last season, so 2021-2022. So, let's start off with number 51, and I, I told you I'm going to get to why it's 51. Um, but 51 is Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who was a rookie last year um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I really expect him to get a lot better this year. Um, he's been injured for quite a while, though. So he still has a high ceiling, I think. Um, he's worked on his three-pointer shooting, I feel, too. 
So yeah, he's number 51 on this list. Number 50 is George Niang. Um, great three-pointer shooter for the 76ers, but that's really all he can do, but he does it well. So if you're a master at, let's say, three-point shooting, sometimes that's all you need to to really be a player who has a role in the NBA. Um, number 49, I had Carmelo Anthony. Um, isn't on any team this season. Played for the Lakers last year. Um, really inefficient last year off the dribble, especially. Um, I feel like his he's a great player, but his time in the league has come to an end. I don't think that any team's going to take him anymore. Um, number 48, I have Trey Lyles for the Sacramento Kings. He's actually had a pretty decent season this year. Last season, he was just okay, I guess. Just getting boards, shooting threes. Like Actually, I don't know if he shot threes last year, but I know he shoots per 36. Trey Lyles shoots a very high percentage from three. Um, but yeah, he's a decent player. Number 48 seemed like the perfect placement for him. Number 47, I had Darius Baisley, who played for the Thunder. Had, had some decent stats, but was incredibly inefficient. Terrible at defense. Um, but he had high, big stats. Like They were inflated because he played for the Thunder, but they were still decent enough for me to put him on the list. Um, now he was traded, I think, for like a second-round pick to the Suns. Um, so we'll see how he plays for the Suns. Didn't really get a lot of minutes. The Suns are a really stacked team, really deep team. So number 46, I have Isaiah Roby, another player who played for the Oklahoma City Thunder last year. Um, a really solid power forward. He's pretty good at defense. O- Oklahoma City decided not to um, not to go forward with him because I know they drafted um, Jalen Williams, um, both Jalen Williams really, who could both play forward positions similar to Isaiah Roby. And they also got, um, damn, what's his name again? That that young guy. Oh man, I'm drawing I'm drawing a blank right now. I might have to search this up, but his name was it wasn't it was um, Dieng something Dieng Usman Dieng, is that his name Usman Dieng? Yeah, Usman Dieng's his name. So they got him too. So now, really having Roby on their team isn't really useful. Um, but he was a great player last year. Really good at rebounding, too. Um, now we're going to go at number 45, Justice Winslow. Originally a small forward, but they played him at power forward a lot last season. Um, with the Trailblazers and the Clippers. Um, and he's here because he actually puts in a lot of defensive effort. Not the best offensively, but he's a solid defender. Number 44, we have Obi Topin. Um, again, Obi Topin, he's a great dunker. Um Decent in the paint, but just so inefficient from three. And he just has a lot to improve on. He's still young, so I see that. I, I think he can still improve a lot. He's been injured for a lot this season. Been in and out of the rotation for the Knicks because the, the Knicks are doing better than than a lot of people thought. So Next, we're going to go with number 43, Jamichael Green. Um, he was a solid part of the Denver Nuggets last year. A big part of their front court depth, along with Jokic. This year, he's actually wait. Did he was he even on the Nuggets last year? I might be tripping. Was he on the Clippers last year or the Nuggets last year? I might be tripping. Um, but let me see if I can catch this real fast. I know that this year he plays for the Warriors. Um, 
he's decent with the Warriors, shooting well from the field. Doesn't get that many minutes, but he's just an integral part of them. Nah, he played for Denver last year. I'm right. Um, and yeah, he's playing about the exact same as he's playing on the Warriors right now. Maybe a little bit better defensively. Um, that's the only thing. But let's go with number 42. We have Marvin Bagley the third. Um, had a really slow start to the season last he, last year before he's traded to the Pistons. Had a little bit of a um, showed a little bit of promise at the end of last season. So. He's going to be higher on the list this year, probably. Um, but right now, he's number 42. Um, I wouldn't call him a bust, but he underperformed what a lot of scouts and what a lot of NBA um, yeah, NBA scouts thought that he'd perform. A lot of analysts thought he'd perform. He'd underperformed. Um, number 41, Doug McDermott. Another player similar to George Niang, except he shoots a higher volume of three threes uh a couple nights ago he he went off got like seven threes or something like that but really he he's a good three-point shooter i don't know if he fits really with the spurs i think maybe if he goes to a competitor he could be better but last season he didn't even play for the spurs he played for the uh the pacers i believe actually you know what did he play for the spurs last season i'm i'm tripping i should have maybe done this earlier in the year if i'm being honest because so many of these players are getting just traded around the league. But, no, I'm pretty sure he played for the um, the Pacers last year. No, he played for the Spurs last year. I'm wrong. But, yeah, he shot 42% from three on five attempts. So that's, that's pretty good. Now let's go back to the next person on the list, and that is P.J. Washington, who plays for the Charlotte Hornets. A lot better season last year. He really underperformed last year. Like, he had a couple good seasons, and last year he was just bad. Um, shot inefficiently from the field, from three, from inside the paint. Um, but he improved a lot this year, so I guess we could say that. Um, number 39, Taurine Prince, another defensive-minded player. Um, his defense has been so great this year, and he's, he's shown some... I think he dropped, like, 30-something points one time this season um, because of all, like, uh, all three-pointers. So he's a really good 3 and D player, I'd say, which is why he's on this list for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number 38, Shimetsu Metu last season was great for the Kings, uh, especially in the paint. So he was kind of like the opposite of like a 3 and D player. Um, really just in the paint, getting those rebounds, getting those putbacks. Number 37 is Danilo Gallinari, another 3 and D specialist. Unfortunately, this year he's missing the entire season with the, with the torn MCL, I believe. But... I think he should be back next year, hopefully. I think he's torn his MCL twice, so that's worrisome. Number 36, we have Thad Young, who started the season off with the Spurs really slowly, went to the Raptors, started to make a little bit of a difference, especially in the playoffs against the 76ers in the first round. Um, and he's really kind of shown, he's a very similar player um, in his prime to Scotty Barnes right now. And I think adding that veteran presence of Thad Young really improved the Raptors, taught um, Scotty a couple things. Um, yeah, and that's why he's number 36 on the list. 35, we have the Unk, Jeff Green. Um, Jeff Green is so old, but he's still so good. He, he's a really flexible player still, surprisingly. Um, still plays for the Denver Nuggets, and he's, still, he's kind of taking that role that um, Jermichael Green had last year just providing that 
extra bit of front court depth for the Nuggets. Um, number 34, we have Chris Boucher. Last year, he took a little bit of dip in production because a lot of the players were back. We got Scotty Barnes. Uh, not we, the Raptors got Scotty Barnes. And he took a little bit of a dip, which put him to 34. Um, I think he took even more of a dip this year, if I'm being honest, because of his, I don't know, I want to say his unreliability on defense. Like, he's good at blocking, um, but not so much interior paint, maybe because of his frame. Number 33, we have Rui Hachimura. Um, decent season with the Wizards. Not He had great defense a couple years back. Now it kind of slowed down a bit last season. 32, we got Patrick Williams, another defensive player. His offense was not very good last year, which is why he's not that high on this list. Kyle Anderson, another 3 and D player. Same same kind of scenario. Not the highest offensive Um doesn't have the best offensive game, but his defense is great. And then we're going to go again with Nick Batum at 30. Seems kind of high when I look at it now, but maybe that's just because this year. But another defensive-only player, 29, Jaden McDaniels, who played for the Charlotte Hornets last season. Um, and he also had just pretty great defense, good three-point shooting, 3 and D player, but very one-dimensional almost like maybe i say two-dimensional because three and d number 28 marcus morris i unfortunately had to put him in here somewhere overrated player good at offense but he's terrible at defense does not know how to screen to save his life number 27 i had jay crowder another three and d player um played pretty good for the suns last year um not this year now he's on the bucks doesn't get a lot of time but the bucks have been winning with him um, number 26, you had Kevin Love, who kind of sparked to life. He he got nominated for sixth man of the year, was great off the bench, averaging like, I don't know, maybe 13.5 to 15 points per game. Um, really had that, that bench depth that the Cavs are looking for. And number 25, I had Grant Williams, another 3 and D player. Um, extremely underrated defender. Um, played great defense throughout the playoffs and regular season. And then we have number 24, Robert Covington. I might have put him a little bit too high now that I think of it, but Robert Covington is such a good defender and a really he's a decent three-point shooter too. Um, Maxi Kleber is number 23. Again, uh, he's here for his interior defense, which is really, he really led the the Dallas Mavericks, especially in the playoffs with their his interior defense. Because if I'm being honest, like, Dallas does not have that great of a team, and they made it so far, and it's partly due to um, Maxi Kleber. Number 22, you have Brandon Clark. He's kind of that power forward off the bench, do a little bit of everything, especially offensively. Um, really good at getting into the paint, really good at layups, really good at rebounds. Number 21, I have P.J. Tucker. He's kind of taking a dip in production this year, but last year his defense was just absolutely locked down. And then we're going to get into the top 20. So at 20, I have Jared Vanderbilt. And so Jared Vanderbilt, last season with the Minnesota Timberwolves, when most casual fans did not even know of him, he was playing great, um, especially on both sides. And he's really good at rebounding, which is a great skill for a power forward. And number 19, I had Cam Johnson for the Suns off the bench, another six-man-of-the-year nominee. Um Great, great three-point shooter off the bench. Highly efficient, and he's got height to him, which is really good. 
Number 18 on this list, we have Kyle Kuzma, who's probably going to jump a little bit forward. Um, last season with the Lakers, he was he actually had a pretty decent, decent season with the Lakers, but he's taken just a huge, huge, um, I want to say, like, jump in terms of production this year with the Washington Wizards. And then we're going to get number 17, another player who's probably going to jump a little bit is Aaron Gordon, and Aaron Gordon is solid defender, really good defender, really good at rebounding, really good at scoring in the paint, just to do a little bit of everything type of player. 16, Julius Randle, seems kind of low for him, but he didn't have the best season last year, um, really was inefficient for the Knicks, a lot of people call him overrated, he got a lot of hate last year. Number 15, Christian Wood, um, played for the Rockets last year just he's just an okay player really good at offense but terrible at defense um number 14 dorian finney smith um another defensive rock for that dallas mavericks crew last year then we're gonna go to number 13 and this is why i had the asterisk because it's miles bridges he's not playing the nba anymore so really should i count him i don't know but he was great last season let's be honest before he um decided to be violent so that's why we're gonna we're gonna put an asterisk here because he's not really on the list, but he's on the list. Number twelve is John Collins. Um, seems kind of overrated now that I look at it. Um, John Collins, good power forward, good at screens, good at defense, good at switching, um, good at dunks. Number eleven, I have Tobias Harris. Although his contract is huge, he's still a pretty efficient three point shooter. Good part of the seventy um, sixers besides his contract. Number 10, I have Evan Mobley, um, and that's because his defensive skills set that I've seen last season was just amazing. Um, I think he's a top 10 power forward already in his first season. And number nine, I also have Scotty Barnes, um, who's just a little bit better than Evan Mobley last season, especially um, in terms of passing, scoring, rebounding. Like, all aspects of Scotty's game are really, I want to say that he's a, it's like what's a what's that what's that saying like master of none but jack of all trades master of none type player so I think he needs to become he needs to master something part of this game number eight I have Jeremy Grant and Jeremy Grant was solid last season for the Pistons um, got traded to the uh, Trailblazers this year probably gonna sign a huge extension good defense good offense Jaron Jackson Jr. a great defensive player last season. Um, great at blocks and all such. Number six, I had Zion, who didn't even play last year um, because he was injured. But he's on this list just because of the skills that he's shown. And then we got number five, Draymond Green, who had a really good season last year, was an all-star. Um, really played a huge role in the Warriors winning the championship with just defense and his, his just playmaking in general number four we have pascal siakam who after a slow start really picked it up and was had an all nba third team type season um number three I had anthony davis who didn't have the best season was constantly injured last year but still he's a great player and that's undeniable number two we had kevin durant whose similar situation wasn't injured as much um but it's just an amazing player all around one of the greatest scorers of all time one of the greatest players of all time. And 
Number one, I think we know who it is. Giannis Antetokounmpo. In my opinion, he's the best player in the league. Um, top offensive player, top defensive player. I'd say undisputed number one. And yeah, that's a power forward. Now let's get right over to the centers. So number 50, I have Isaiah Jackson. Um, I'm going to go through these ones a little bit faster because really nobody nobody really cares that much about these players at the bottom. Isaiah Jackson had a decent season towards the end of the year for the Indiana Pacers. Um, he got a whole bunch of double-doubles, um, good performances, but I think that's usually, I think that might be due to the depleted Indiana Pacers roster. Number 49, we have Xavier Tillman, a player who had a lot of promise in his first season with the Grizzlies, but really fell off and went into more of a bench role. Decent defender, though. Number 48, we have Dwight Powell, who's probably only on this list because he's the starting center of the Mavericks, so he's due to accumulate some sort of stats, even though he's not very good at anything. I don't even know why he's in the league, if I'm being honest. Um, number 47, we have Mo Wagner, and... Mo Wagner, the worst of the the worst of the Wagner brothers, but he's still a solid player. Doesn't get as many minutes for the uh, Orlando Magic, but he really he's he's a pretty efficient scorer, pretty good three point shooter, um, but can't play defense to save his life. But he's a nice guy. So, number forty six, Mason Plumley. Man, it's crazy seeing Plumley on this list, so low. Decent player last season. Didn't really do much of anything, though, if I'm being honest. This season, he's really picked up um, probably a lot higher on this list. Number 45, Omer Yurt7, who was a rookie last season for the Miami Heat. has did not play a single game this season. Has been injured all year. But last season, he showed a lot of promise, especially in the games where Bam Adebayo would rest. Number 44, we have DeMarcus Cousins, who's no longer in the league. And he's here because he's a good offensive player, but really his attitude and lack of defense really cost him his spot in the league. Not the best player. Not He's a shadow of who he once was. Number 43, you have Zeke Naji. And Zeke Naji kind of showed a little bit of promise last year for the um, Nuggets in terms of front court depth. Not too much, though. Number 42, we have Montrez Harrell. I don't think he should be on this list. He doesn't even have a role in the NBA anymore. He's garbage. Um, he played for... Who did he even play for last season? That guy gets tossed around to every single team. I don't really care. But whatever it was, he's 6'8 as a center. Therefore, any 7-foot tall player is going to body him and dominate him. So he might be decent on the offensive end, but he's the worst defense... He won the worst defensive um, centers in the NBA. And then we're going to go with another one, Andre Drummond. Very immobile player. Shadow of who he once was. Not really a role for him anymore in the league. Um, let's move on to number 40, Daniel Tice. I mean, I don't know why he's even on this list, if I'm being honest. he He's okay, I mean. He's good at, he's decent at defense, good at screen and rolls, good at reading plays, but not much else. Number 39, I have Kelly Olenek. Um, lunch lady, great score. If I'm being honest, like he can put up a lot of a lot of points, but really on the defensive end, he's just a minus. Number thirty eight, we have Alperen Sangoon. I saw a little bit of promise from Sangoon last season, but he's going to be a lot higher on the list this year. Let me tell you that. But 
really is a solid, solid player for the Houston Rockets. Was solid last year. He's t- he's like the type to do a little bit of everything, rebound, score, pass. Um, really the future of centers, I feel. Number 37, we have Jackson Hayes. Um, really lost his spot in the role in, in, on the Pelicans this year. But last year he was solid, pretty good at blocks, pretty good at rebounds. It's the type of backup, backup center that you want on your team. And then we're going to go with number 36, Nerlens Noel. Another player, great on defense, great on pick and rolls. Um, good blocker, good rebounder, um, but just not good enough to take it to the next level. Same thing goes with Mobamba. Um, just almost the exact same analysis, but not as good as defense. Maybe a little bit better at offense, though. Number 340, Anaz Reed, who would be higher on this list, but only due to his production value is kind of low. I think next season, when hopefully he gets a starting job on a team, he's going to go off. For sure, he's going to be a high fire next season. I've seen enough promise for him. Number 33, we have Larry Nance Jr., another defensive-minded center. Um, and his, he's, he's really a power forward by nature, but the Pelicans played him on center, and it really worked well with the, for them. Next, we're going to have Nick Claxton at 32. Did not know how to play defense last year. This year, one of the best center defenders. Um, but he was the starting center for the Brooklyn Nets last year. Put up decent stats, maybe six, seven rebounds a game, eight points. Had to be on this list somewhere. Same thing as Steven Adams, especially that he took a leadership job with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. He's like their one true veteran. And last season, he put up decent stats. Um, I think he led the NBA in offensive rebounds per game. Number 30, we had Kevin Looney, who probably deserves to go a little bit higher on this list because he's such an underrated center, if I'm being honest. Um, gets so many rebounds for the Warriors. Um, was a, a large part in their in their finals performance against the Boston Celtics. It was um, Kevin Looney actually had a huge role to play in that. Number 29, you have JaVale McGee. Um, decent season with the Suns last year. Great shot blocking and rebounding in his limited minutes off the bench. However, he, he wasn't good enough to take it to the next level, much like these players at, at this point in the rankings. Number 28, we had Daniel Gafford. Players good at blocking. Players good at rebounding. Needs to improve on scoring, though, which is why he wasn't any higher. Onyeka Kongwu. Good season from him last year. A lot of improvement already. Um, great in the paint. I think that he's going to be Clint Capella's successor in a couple seasons from now. Maybe even next season. But great rebounding. Great scoring. I just think that he needs to... Um, I think the Hawks need to play him a little bit more. Number 26, we have Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart. Again, undersized center. But he hustles, um, which is huge in the NBA today. He gets offensive rebounds. He gets a little bit of everything. And... That's why he's on this list. Number 25, we have Precious Achiwa, who on the Raptors took a little bit of a jump in terms of production. Really developed a three-point shot, which is huge for his game. And that's really why he's on the list. Number 24, we have Mitchell Robinson. And Mitchell Robinson, good defender, great at blocks, one of the leaders in the NBA at blocks and rebound. And not, yeah, and rebounds, let's say rebounds. But he has limit limited minutes because his defensive IQ is a little bit low when it comes to fouling so he just needs to work on that a little bit and I think that he can take it to the next level I think he's also going to leave the Knicks because of his limited minutes 
Um, number 23, Isaiah Hartenstein, who was actually a key member of the Clippers' front court last year. Um, this year, he took a little bit of a, I want to say, decrease in terms of production for the clip for the Knicks. But last year, he's a great center, good at ball movement, facilitating, and defense. Number 22, we had Rishon Holmes. Um, just that average center, just good at rebounds, good at decent at points, kind of double-double threat. Number 21, we had Bobby Portis, great offensive center, um, can score from every level of the court, just needs to work a little bit on defense. Number 20, you have Ivica Jubox, um, rebounding maestro, I'm going to say, great, great rebounder, decent at blocks, um, but he does get into foul trouble a lot too. Number 19, Yusuf Nurkic had a great offensive season last year, not really on defense too. And really, it's showing in this year because his contract is proving to be one of the worst in the NBA. Number 18, we had Kristaps Porzingis, who played kind of poorly for the Mavericks to start the season and went to the Wizards and didn't do much on the Wizards either. Um, but by saying that, I mean, like, he had a huge role before. He's a former All-Star, so I'm, I'm kind of putting him to a higher... I'm kind of keeping him on a pedestal a little bit. So that's why he's number 18 on the list. Number 17, Wendell Carr Jr., another double-double threat, except he plays a little bit more defense. Um, I don't know why they really trade him with Vooch and all those picks because he's really proving to be a better player than Vooch. We'll get to that soon. Brooke Lopez, number 16 on the list. And Brooke Lopez, another great, great, great defensive player, probably the great, but one of the best front court defenders in the NBA. Number 16 on the list. Number 15, Nikola Vucevic, who took a little bit of a leap backwards in the past season. Um, his offensive game got significantly worse. Um, now number 14, got Clint Capella, double-double threat every night. Good at decent at blocks. Good traditional center. 13, Jakob Pertl, another good traditional center, except he's really, really good at defense. Extremely underrated defender. Number 12, Miles Turner, a kind of 3 and D type center, if you get what I'm saying. Great at blocks, great at defense, and good at three-point shooting, but not the best offensive game altogether. Number 11, I had Jonas Valanciunas, who had a great offensive season last year with Zion Williamson not playing a lot of last season. So he goes at number 11 on this list, even though he can't play defense to save his life. We got Al Horford at number 10, and this is really due to his playoff performance of the Boston Celtics, really proving his veteran leadership and his three-point shooting and his defense when it came to the playoffs. Number nine, you had DeMontis Sabonis, um, who started the season with the Pacers, went over to the Kings, kind of didn't have the greatest season with the Kings last season, but he, he does a little bit of everything. He's a great player, and, and surely this year he's going to be top five probably. Um, number eight, we had Robert Williams III, another player on the Boston Celtics who really showed his defensive skills. Um, one of the best defenders in the league last season, I think. Number seven, you had DeAndre Ayton. Um, solid season for the Suns. I think I'd probably call it his breakout season. Um, did a little bit of everything, but not in the playoffs. That's why he took a kind of dip. Jared Allen, amazing defensive season last season. Even garnered him an all-star spot. So that's why I got number six on this list. Number five, we got Rudy Gobert who also had a good season, his final season in the Utah Jazz, good at um, 
Rebounds, good at scoring. I mean, not, not really good at scoring, but good at blocks. Good at defense. Number five on this list. Number four, Bam Adebayo. He's only not top three because of his lack of um, playoff performance. But another solid, solid defender. Solid offensive player, too. Now, number three, you have Carl Anthony Towns, who had an amazing offensive um, season last year. Missed a lot of this season. But last season, he was just amazing at threes, at mid-range layups, anywhere on the court. And now, the top two, I think you guys can guess who it is. Number two, Joel Embiid, all-star type year. I mean, of course, all-star, but MVP type season. Average over 30 points, but he lost MVP to the MVP himself, Nikola Jokic, who's number one, top 50 centers in the NBA. Number one is Nikola Jokic for just his scoring rebounding iq and passing and those are the top 50 centers in the nba and we got a couple minutes left so let's quickly get to what we're going to be talking about next week all right wow that was exhausting ranking all those players um i got like one minute left so let's keep it quick thank you for listening to the podcast first of all um it's coming to an end we're not gonna have any um mystery player of the week this this week because we're going into our last week and what are we going to talk about in our last week well this, this podcast is called high flyers for a reason and it's because at the beginning of the season i took a look at all these players who i thought were going to be improved this from this season to next season so it's going to be like a reflection piece on our last episode i'm going to take a look at all those players um from the beginning of the year and see if they've improved from last season or not calculate a percentage and we'll tell you all about it and I'll talk about each player individually, and yeah, for the entirety of the podcast. So that's what next week's going to be all about. Remember to tune into High Flyers. Thank you guys for listening, and see you next week.